Right now, though, as promised, we are joined by a former NFL offensive lineman. He is an analyst for CBS Sports, Westwood One, and Odyssey, host of the Ross Tucker podcast, extremely good friend of the program. He is Ross Tucker. He is everywhere, Ross. Good morning, man. What's going on? How are you? Jim, you tell me, man. Been a minute. I'm excited to talk with you. You're the absolute best, dude. It has been a minute. It's been way too long for us. It's great to have you back. I appreciate you. Ross, let me jump right into it. After being dominated for the first quarter by Philadelphia, the Niners came back. They pretty much destroyed Philly in their house. Let me ask you this, Ross. Does that tell you more about San Francisco, or does it tell you more about Philadelphia? I think probably San Francisco. I mean, I you know, you know, I do a lot of work for the Eagles and, and live in the area, but I pick San Francisco to win the game. Really rough spot for the Eagles. I mean, you know, think about it. two weeks earlier. Well, first of all, before that, they beat the Cowboys. Then they play at Kansas City on a Monday night, Jim. We all know they were down 10, came back to win that game. They get back Tuesday at 4 a.m., so they're behind for that week. But then what really happened is playing the Bills – Last Sunday in overtime, you're talking about guys like Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat playing 80-some snaps. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, the two young defensive tackles, playing the most snaps of their career. Plus, they didn't have Dallas Goddard at tight end. They didn't have by far their best linebacker, Zach Cunningham. I thought the Eagles would lose the game. I did not think they would get blown out like that. I think what was probably most surprising, Jim, is that The first quarter, the Eagles were dominating. I mean, the first quarter, the Eagles marched on two drives, bogged down inside the red area, had to settle for field goals. The Niners had negative six yards on six plays in the first quarter. For them to then score six straight touchdowns is unbelievably impressive. I don't care who you're doing that against. Six straight touchdowns in the NFL – is ridiculous, but especially on the road against a 10 and one team. hundred percent. I totally agree with you. Ross Tucker joining us. Ross, let me ask you this. Where do you come out on Brock Purdy? And I bring this up because he put up huge numbers. And again, there's always been this skepticism about, is this guy really who we think he is? I mean, he's been dismissed in some circles because he was Mr. Irrelevant, because he plays for a genius and an amazing system, because he's got all these skill and playmakers all around him. Where do you come out on Purdy? Is he great? Are they are they great in part because of him or in spite of him? What is your bottom line on him? Yeah, I think he's awesome. I think he's right now a top five quarterback in the NFL, but we don't see that, Jim, for two reasons, right? I mean, number one, and this is a big pet peeve of mine, how long draft status stays with guys. You know, I mean, think about how many opportunities – like Zach Wilson got with the Jets because of where he was drafted. If Zach Wilson was drafted where Purdy was drafted, he would have been cut two years ago. But he was the second overall pick, so they get chances and chances and chances. Meanwhile, because Purdy was a late seventh-round pick, everybody's skeptical of him. You know, if you go back, Jim, people were skeptical of Brady even after he won that first Super Bowl. There were people that still thought the Patriots – should go back to Bledsoe after Brady won that first Super Bowl. The other thing that hurts Purdy in the eyes of public perception, he doesn't have that many wow plays, right? Like, he doesn't run like Lamar or Josh Allen. He doesn't have a bazooka and make crazy throws like Mahomes or, again, Josh Allen. He's like Brady. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. Like Everybody relax. I'm just saying 
He's like Brady in the sense that what he does is processes information very quickly and throws the ball on time to the right person at the right time. And you know what, Jim? Nobody ever says wow about that. Nobody's ever like, oh, did you see that read? Or did you see that? You see the way he got rid of the ball in two seconds to do that eight-yard in-cut? No, they don't say that because what he does doesn't wow you visually unless you really understand how important it is to be able to process things and throw the ball with the ball placement that he uses. I just don't think most casual observers, when they turn on the game and it's 20 million people watching, there's nothing that Purdy does that wows them, which is why he'll never get the credit that he deserves unless he wins probably multiple championships. That's why he's an Ivy man. Ross Tucker breaking it down. So, Ross, you know, on DraftKings right now, Purdy is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. Let me ask you something. Could you make an argument that Tyreek Hill is not only in the conversation, but maybe should actually be leading that conversation for MVP, even though a wide receiver has never won the award? Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that? Is I think you can make an argument for McCaffrey too in San Francisco, which which might almost hurt Purdy, which is why his odds being what they are now at DraftKings is really interesting to me. Because you watch the Niners play, McCaffrey is awesome, and that's who they're trying to get the ball to. Same with Tyreek Hill in Miami. I mean, it's crazy, Jim. I mean, you and I have been doing this a long time now to see the outright fear that defensive backs have for that guy. And every week, you know what this is like. Every week, the first thing they talk about in the team meeting, Wednesday morning, 8 a.m., how are we going to stop Tyreek Hill? The guys, we just can't let him get behind us. We just can't let him give up the big play. And then he still does week after week after week. Uh, And I always think in, in situations like that, it's like, who would you rather them not have? Like, if you were playing the Dolphins, would you rather go up against the Dolphins without Tyreek Hill or without Tua? That probably gives you a little bit of indicator there. And I think you can say the same thing about the Niners. If you went up against the Niners, would you rather them not have Purdy or not have McCaffrey? It's really interesting because I, I do think Purdy should be a, a very viable MVP candidate, just like Tyreek. But I also think that the Niners are still trying to run their offense through McCaffrey as much as they possibly can. Like, if the Niners players voted, they might vote for McCaffrey because they know how integral he is to what they're doing. Hey, Raj, you know what's amazing? Leave me with this thought. The, the amazing thing to me about San Francisco is not just the skill in the playmakers, but how physical their playmakers are. Would you agree? Absolutely. I love the way they play football. They're skill guys, you know, and there's a lot of skill guys that – they don't really want to try to run through people. They don't really want to block. Do you see the way they block downfield for each other? It was impressive. Debo Samuel is a man. McCaffrey running through people. George Kittle's the same way. And that's something that Shanahan looks for. He specifically looks for guys that are great at yards after the catch that have that dog in them. And he knows exactly where to get them the ball so they have the ability to showcase that unique skill. Hey, Ross, I got about 60 seconds. How are you playing tonight's game? I think the number is 10 right now. Jags playing on a Monday night. Would you lay those points? 10's a lot. 10's a lot. Earlier in the week on the Even Money betting podcast, I teased the Jags down from laying 8.5 to laying 2.5. And, 
and I paired them with the Jets as well as the Titans. So I really need, for the Even Money Betting Podcast, Jim, I need the Jaguars to win by at least three tonight. Um, At this point, I never lay 10 in the NFL. I would not lay 10 in the NFL, even as much as I like the Jaguars in that game. I think that's really interesting what you just said, that you never, ever lay double digits in the NFL. I, I agree. That number always, always scares me. He is a former NFL offensive lineman. He is an analyst for CBS Sports, Westwood One, and Odyssey. He has become an empire onto himself. He is Ross Tucker. Ross, great job, dude. I appreciate you so much. Always great to have you on. Well done. Of course. Thank you so much, Jim. Appreciate it. Ross, you're the best. I mean, and I always say this when Ross leaves, but it's a guy that works nonstop, Shows up like this every single time. Amazing insight. Incredible anecdotally and conversationally. And put in a long, long day yesterday and shows up for us today. And I'm not the first thing he's done today. That is an absolute pro. Absolute pro.